We're not against rap. We're not against rappers. But we are against those. Something big about to happen. I hear the beat tapping. We some fly rum and felines rapping on the track. Better yet, grab a gap, cause we hot like. And doors closed, windows up, cause that's the way we like to ride. Windy City hitting. Check mic 1212. We live, baby. Hey Chicago, and welcome back to Speak Your Mind Radio. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Miss Hip Hop, aka Queen Star. And today, y'all, I am doing a Liddy album review on Juice World. Okay, as you guys know, Juice World passed back into, I mean, in um December, and it was like really, really sad because he died. He died over a, a, a drug overdose. Okay, and I did an episode. When he did pass, um, you guys can go back in the archives and check that out. And I actually did another episode recently on his new single, which is on this album, by the way, too, Legends Never Die. Um, it's called Righteous. That's a bomb-ass song. <laughs> and you guys, this this whole album is bomb, but I want to get back into how he died real quick because there was a report from CNN that was released and said they found more drugs in this man's system. Okay, so the drug, the extra drugs that they found in him was promethazine and this other drug called uh, nylon, niloxone or something. I, I know um, promethazine is basically the main ingredient in lean. So he was drinking lean and popping pills. You feel me? And Nexlon is basically um, that's it, it's just used to counteract opioid overdoses. So, and with them having oxycodone and codeine in his system, that's what they had to give him to try to counteract that. But he had already had some that the uh, report said they already had some um, pumped in him several times before, which means Juice World was used to doing this. You feel me? Y'all understand? It's like, that's why I had got mixed up when they said, oh, it's an accidental overdose or whatever. No, it wasn't accidental. This is something that he was used to. He didn't want to overdose. I'm pretty sure the people around him, so to speak, they knew that one day this would come, that he would die of an overdose. But the thing was, it wasn't when they thought, you know, it's only in God's time, you know? And um, basically, um, it was something else, too. Uh, they, uh, another disturbing piece to all this, uh, that day of his death, you know, when he was at the Chicago airport off the jet, y'all, they said Juice Girl stopped breathing, so the um, medics had to, like, come give him CPR and try to reverse that overdose that they knew he had, okay? And here's another thing. Juice's girlfriend, Alicia Leon, she said that he had let out a loud gasp, <gasps> and then he collapsed to the floor, as FBI agents searched his bags, and that's when they found them that 70 pound bag of weed. I mean, you feel me? So, um, she, uh, uh, Alicia also said his girlfriend that he had um, been struggling with um, Percocet, a, a Percocet addiction for the last year. And I just said that he's probably used to doing this stuff because if he already had Nexon in his system and that fight that counteracts the overdose so he won't have one he knew what the fuck he was doing he he knew what he was doing you know and um and she said something else too um she also said that he had been struggling oh yeah i already said that he had been struggling with he had a, the, the um 
the addiction, Percocet addiction. So Juice World, he panicked. Um, this is what happened. This is what I, this is what I think happened. Seriously, I think Juice World panicked when he saw the FBI um, agents coming on the plane, looking for shit, searching for shit. He panicked, and <gasps> that was the first gap. Okay, and he took all those pills. He had extra pills on him too. He took all those pills to try to get rid of it because I'm thinking he's thinking in his mind like shit fuck they ain't found this they gonna find this weed but they ain't gonna find these pills too so I can just be locked up in prison really dead you feel me I you know it's probably just going through his head and everything like that and the second guess came from when he was coming off the plane and that was that you know it's, like I said they the medics try to give him CPR and try to reverse the overdose, but it that you know, you know how a cat got nine lives. That was pretty much quote unquote the last life, so to speak. Alright. Um, one more disturbing detail that I read. <laughs> they said um the juice world had black fingernail polish on, and on both of uh his middle fingers, he had like a white cross. So, you know, you just put your middle fingers up and you got a white cross and it's like, fuck you, fuck you, you know, <laughs> that's how it was though, I mean, I don't know, Juice World, man, he was going through a lot, and I, y'all, if you all really listen to me, you always hear me say, because I said this on the Lil Wayne um, album review back in December or whatever, and it was like, um, this is a, this is this man's diary, it's like a, a rapper's journal and uh, what he goes through. Blah, 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 blah. Honey, this is it. Juice World spilled his entire, his entire fucking life on this album, G. You know, he, the man, he didn't make it past 21. You know what I'm saying? That's probably why he felt like he wasn't alive. You don't, for me, honestly, you don't start living until you get in your 20s, so to speak. You know, you got your kid, childhood, then you got your teen years, and then you got your young adult years that lead, hopefully, for all of us, until we're elderly, you know? Okay, so let's just give it up right real quick. Let's live it up for Gerard Anthony Higgins from Chicago, Juice World. Um, let's give a moment of silence real quick. Alright, let's get into the album, G, because this shit lit. <laughs> okay, so look, okay, let's talk about it. Okay, so this album, like I said, called Legends Never Die. And, you know, he got a couple of skits in there. The skits are really, really good, y'all. Um, like I'm not I'm not gonna sit up here and tell you every skit. It's probably like about three or four skits in there, okay? And the song and then um there's twenty-one, um, there's twenty-one tracks all together. No, 22, my bad. It's 22 tracks all together. Okay, so, um, like, one of the skits is they have, like, these radio hosts and um, talk show host people talking about um, Juice World, like, different ones, like, different conversations. It's, like, two minutes long and shit, feel me? And they say, oh, yeah, um, I love when Juice World freestyles. Okay, I think you got one of the best freestyles. And then you have, like, uh, another famous person saying, oh, yeah, uh, Juice World, he definitely left something behind on this generation like Pac and Big did. They said that, G. They said that, you know what I'm saying? Of, of course, I'm pretty sure they just put that inside, inserted that part 
into the album when he was basically um, already passed away. But Juice World would have loved the shit out of that. Because <laughs> you know his, his, his name, Juice, came from the movie Juice with Tupac. So yeah, that, that to me only makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so anyway, um, like I said, the skits were good and everything. Let me see. I'm trying to look at my notes because this album was long, y'all. It was real long, but I really enjoyed it. It was only like, what, 55 minutes or whatever, or like an hour long, but it still had 21 songs on there and everything. So, all right. My first song that I really like is Conversations. And Conversations is just talking about like um, chats in his head with the devil and the demons that live inside his head. You know what I'm saying? You know how Juice World get down. I like when he say in a song, chilling in my head, but it's hot, flames everywhere. I see Satan, demons try to run up my spot a lot. Really, really running out of patience. That shit hit home. What about y'all? Yeah, I mean, I was just, um, I just like that line and everything. Uh, basically, Juice World is like, um, he's he, he's kind of like a, the Picasso with the paintbrush. Yeah, with the paintbrush. He's Picasso with the paintbrush with his lyrics. Very genius. Um, uh, what I really like also about Juice World, he can paint a picture in less than three minutes. I'm not saying shit got to be short or whatever, but he paints a vivid picture. I can see it. I can feel it mostly. Yeah. It's like abstract art. Yeah. Like Pollock. Yeah. Pollock, the, the American, um, you know, uh, painter and shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he raw as hell. He, he, he's the one that, you know, kind of came up with abstract art. And I think Juice World's music is abstract, you know? There's a story within the story. He has a message that he was trying to tell us. As a matter of fact, after listening to this whole entire album in its entirety, literally clicked off of YouTube and jumped on here. Um, it sounded like, it felt like he knew he was going to die, y'all. And I know, like, the drugs do that to you and shit like that. Like, yeah, you take a lot of drugs, you're going to die. We're going to all die anyway. But I really, it, it, the way the album was synchronicities of the songs, how they played and what he was discussing, what he was talking about, it felt like he knew he was going to die, you know? And I know that don't sound crazy in the hip hop community because um, look at Tupac, Tupac Seven Day Theory. You, I mean, I'm not saying I sat there and listened to that fucking album either, G. I didn't, okay? I'm just telling you what other people said. I'm talking about Juice World though. And I see they're making the comparison of how the impact that he had when he left this damn earth. This damned earth. Okay? Now let's get into it, shit. This is my shit, though, man. All right, um, next song called Titanic, honey. Titanic. Whoever, I mean, that, 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 that's a cold-ass title for a song because it rhymed with Santanic. And he's always talking about demons and satan and shit speaking of which um that's the reason why i love this song um he used the title tantana to describe like the many encounters he does have he he had with demons in his head um he said like um a lot of real and cold authentic shit in this piece you know and 
me personally, I've never heard anyone on this earth admit that they are, that they fucked up. Yeah, they fucked up. So genuinely on a song, no. Like, damn, y'all. So genuine with it. And um, to me, that's what makes Juice World a great MC. You know what I'm saying? That's that right there. Just shit. All right, moving on to the one of my other favorite songs. I really like this whole entire album. Did I? I'm not gonna tell you all fucking 22 songs because I want you to go out there and listen to it. Okay. But yeah, bad energy. <laughs> How many people experience bad energy? But he's talking about like in this song, he, he's depicting like the the fact of. Although he had millions of dollars, you know, he was swimming in money, G. Um, it was just certain things that he held inside that he was going through. Like, you know what I'm saying? Even though he was on top of the world, he got he got that call from the dark side. Yeah. He got the call from the dark side. And so all the, the drama and the trauma he was going through, he was experiencing in his head. It was a lot of bad memories, you know, and those bad memories, those bad experiences for him needed to be drained. And that's what that bad energy is called. And a lot of people walk among this earth with bad energy in them. That's why it's so important that we protect our peace. So even when you're with somebody that you love and you know, and you, you know, um, you, you used to being around, you should never be that comfortable around anybody because people have to have boundaries, okay? There's certain parts of this earth that you can't even walk because you, you know what I'm saying? The universe is mass. The universe grows every day. And so with Juice World holding on to these drugs so heavenly, it impaired his judgment. And that's what happened on the plane that night though, on the jet, when the FBI came riding it through, he knew he had the motherfucking bags of weed in there. He knew he was in for a, a, a trip, you know what I'm saying? So he said, fuck it, I'm gonna take these pills. Like, nigga, check it, check yourself. Hold on, wait a minute. But drugs like that will impair your decision making. So if y'all out there popping your pills and shit, think about it for a second. Like, do I wanna go out like Juice World? Do I wanna be remembered only because I'm fucking dead? He don't want that shit, G. As a matter of fact, he's happy right now. I know people say, oh, you happy when you go to heaven. I don't give a fuck if you believe in heaven or not. The other side is happiness. If you're not happy in this life, you're going to reap what you sow and be happy in the next life because everybody deserves to be happy, damn it. And on top of that, y'all fans out there, y'all broke the fucking uh, internet trying to get to his album. Like his Spotify account straight up crashed and like people was like putting on the internet like era, era. I'm like, well, shit. You know, Juice World like that. He he wants you to remember him. Juice World fucking loved his fans to death. What makes you think he ain't listening and watching now? You know what I'm saying? From the other side, we can't see him. But as long as you keep his memory alive and go cop this album, boy. Yeah, you can't tell me none. Hmm. <laughs> but y'all, let's talk about um the features he had on his album, okay? Which was even more eerier because it just makes me feel like he's really here, like sitting next to me, like, yeah, yeah, talk that shit, girl. But anyway, <laughs> that's not how you sound. Um, okay, so let's get to it. Uh, this um song uh called uh Damn. You see, you could tell I listened to the album because I'm basically saying everything he said. 
hate the other side. Um, but yeah, this uh is featuring Polo G from Chicago, your rapper, and the kid Lario. Laro, Lari, I hope I, I'm sorry if I said your, your um, name wrong. The Kid Laria, I'm sorry. And the dope ass DJ Marshmallow. And they all dope too. Anybody associated, just let me put that out there. Anybody associated with uh, Juice World doing a song with him, especially, or just hanging around him, y'all cool as fuck, for real. For real. Because he took care, he took care of his people. You know, and most people like that, they always take care of other motherfuckers around them, but they can't. They can't seem to take care of themselves. And speaking of which, he loved the fuck out of his girlfriend. He, he talked about her. If he wasn't talking about the drugs all the way through in the song, he was talking about his fucking love for his girlfriend. He loved the shit out of Alicia. I promise you. She And he loved the shit out of Alicia because she loved him for who exactly who he was. She didn't give a fuck that he was a druggie. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going off. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. So then he got another song with the singer Hosley. Hosley. I'm sorry, girl, if I said your name wrong. Hosley. She dope as fuck to me too. It's always when I did listen to the radio a lot, a lot, a lot. I used to hear her a lot, a lot, a lot too. And so I just like this song called Life's a Mess because they just kind of just, you know, harmonize over the track. You know when Juice World get down and want to change his flow and he wanna sing and shit. I like that. He probably chilling in heaven right now with Mac Miller and um XX Takashian and shit. I'm just thinking like, damn. These are my these are my boys though. Okay, um, yeah. And so um then he got another song on there called uh Calm and Go. And I really like that song because uh Marshmallow, he produced that too. That nigga a millionaire, Marshmallow. I, he he like he made like forty-four million dollars in two years. Anyway, so back to the song. Um, I really dig this song because it has like an upbeat and alternative type of sound, you know. And of course, anything produced by Marshmallow is a million dollar hit, period. Um, <laughs> I like um, Juice World's Wishing Well. Um, y'all gotta listen to that song. That right there, you want to talk about a message being in the song? He just basically spilled the beans in this song about everything. So I'm not even gonna tell you what I wrote down because again, I'll be giving it away. I, I also like the song Can't Die. Um, it feels like, I don't know, basically he just talking about, I know, it, it's just, I don't know, it feels like someone that knew, he just, he just felt like he knew he was going to die. I can't explain it. It felt like he fucking knew it. It's like, I, he, I'd rather die than be in fucking jail. That's what I think he felt like. It's so weird. Because I, like I said, he got scared. <gasps> when those FBI agents came on the plane, it was probably everything just slowed the fuck down in his head all the way through. But, um, yeah, so he got this song called Can't Die, and... This basically him explaining this is his version of him watching us. Does that make sense? No? I'm saying I'm jumping ahead right now and I don't that's okay. But it felt like this is his version of Juice World watching us because he got this song after Can't Die called Man of the Year. Yeah, he definitely man of the year for sure. Um it's like he sings and he sing over this cold ass beat. It's like a pop rock band 
beat, you know? <laughs> and you know, Juice doing his profound lyrics and singing and shit, being artsy and everything. And then the outro, this is what I was talking about, about He Can't Die, and this is his version of watching us this time. The outro is a skit of him doing a live from heaven, a live IG from heaven. And he's like telling all his fans just how much he loved them to fucking death. And the party never ends. <laughs> <laughs>